Josh and Larry are here to serenade you and lead you to the promised land of easy listening. <laughs> uh, Larry, uh, we just had our draft weekend. How are you feeling after the draft? Did you have a fun weekend? Yeah, absolutely fun. Uh, was uh, one of the more memorable ones for sure. Um, and, and maybe it's because I actually got to host it. You've always been gracious enough to host for us, being the great commission that you are. But uh, I got to uh, take over the hosting duties this weekend and got had a lot of great guys, a lot of good memories, a lot of good drinks, all good things. So I had an absolute blast, even with having to put stickers on that dumb board. But all good things over here, man. I don't know if maybe you're just the most in shape of all the previous guys who have done it because every year they're like sweating and like, oh, so miserable. And like Larry was just like kicked back in a lawn chair. Like this is – I don't know why they're all complaining so much when we do yeah. this. Um, not so that difficult. Ben, you did a good job, man. Not that difficult. Great. Uh, it's not at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll never do uh, it. Uh, I mean, okay. You, know, I'm you got to. So, um well, it was a great, you know, fantastic weekend. Unfortunately, I always, uh, I always really enjoyed hosting, uh, but it was nice to not have to really worry about all that kind of stuff for, uh, for a weekend. So, because you got a bunch of degenerates in your house uh, carrying on, hooting and hollering. So, um, so today's show, Larry, as you know, uh, but for everyone else, is going to be our post draft show. We kind of did our pre draft show. But we're going to kind of go over who we thought was the best, who we thought was the worst, maybe the individual picks uh, that we thought were better than others and whatnot. And then maybe just share uh, our most memorable uh, uh, thing or event, uh, what happened over draft weekend. So Larry, if you want to kick it off, uh, we'll kind of follow your leader. Yeah. So uh, you guys got to see, we did the mock draft and stuff. So that was kind of fun pre prior to this, but now we have actual results from what happened over the weekend. And let's start with some individual picks. Um, I want to start with best and worst pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with my best pick for the draft from the Liddy Fantasy Football League. And it actually comes from our n new, our newest member, Mr. Uh, Bomber over here. And uh, my best pick, I think, and I think he got a lot of value out of this, has to be, um, and I might shock you with this one, but it's Romeo Dubs out of the 12th round. Um, he got him. Uh, and so I'm a big fan of that because – Right now, I know people are talking about Alan Lazard and stuff, but I think by the end of the year, Romeo Doves might take over because obviously Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any uh, loyalty to really anybody right now. He's been talking about, hey, every someone needs to step up and be that guy. Nobody's really done it up to this point. And from what I'm seeing in preseason, Romeo Doves looks like the real deal um, over Christian Watson, who they, they took uh, before Romeo Doves when they drafted him this year. So I think Romeo Doves could potentially be that next guy. It's always been someone, Jordy, Devontae, you know, uh, Greg, you know, all the guys. They've had tons of people in there and stuff like that that Aaron leans on. And I think it could potentially be Romeo Doves when it's all said and done. So I really like that pick by Bomber. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely like that. I, um, I think that rise of right now, it's pretty much just like a, a giant toss up mm -hmm. there. Cause, and we've been talking about it previously, but Aaron Rodgers is going to, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're Alan Lazard or whoever, um, if you're out there catch making plays and stuff, he's going to get you the ball. And uh, from what we've seen in preseason thus far, um, that has been Romeo dub. So um, I, yeah, hundred percent. I definitely agree with you. And uh, it's pretty much anybody's uh, anybody's ball out there and that wide receiver core out there. So. Um, I will have to say with my 
Um, my favorite pick uh, that I think so far, well, I got two people, but I wanted to give you a shout out because I think you, so when we did our mock draft, we picked in the third position, mm-hmm. which is where I believe Larry was. That picking. is correct. And uh, it worked out well. And uh, we, our last couple picks, we discussed how Thielen and Mooney uh, were going in the seventh round. And then right there at the end, uh, right our last, our very last couple picks, I was like, well, if we take one, we might be able to get the other one on the turn. And uh, sure as hell, Larry was able to snag Mooney in the sixth and then got Thielen on the turn. So I think that just is a good repet- is good repetition by mm-hmm. us to like get you practicing for that. And I was sitting right next to you, and I saw it happening, and I was like, "Wow, he's gonna he's gonna snatch it." So um, I hope you are proud with those. Picks. Very much so. I was. Uh, yeah, hey man, people that like to talk trash on doing mocks and be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna wing it and go for it and stuff." This is a byproduct of that knowing what guys could potentially land to me later on uh, in the draft. Because we both have already talked about it on our previous podcast, these both both these guys finished right around top twenty four, and you're talking about Terry McLaurin who's going around three, and I can get two guys of Terry McLaurin caliber three four rounds later. Yeah, I'm going to try to go that route all day long and utilize going running back heavy or getting a top tier quarterback, and which is what it, we ended up doing cl- uh, in our previous mock. Uh, so my draft emulated a lot of what that mock ended up being, and that just all comes from doing a lot of mocks and. Uh, yeah, ended up falling that way for me, and uh, I wasn't a stranger to it. Thankfully, uh, we had seen that before, and I was able to utilize and get those two guys. So I'm pretty pretty stoked about them. I appreciate you giving me a shout-out for that one too. Yep. Uh, but I did want to touch on another one just real quick. Um, Damian Pierce mm-hmm. uh, in the ninth round. Uh, I mean, RB1, that's basically what they're saying right now, and uh, Radar was able to snag him there. So uh, anytime you can get a, a, a first stringer you know, after – I don't know, like the eighth round or anything like that. Like, I think it's, uh, I think it's a, just an absolute steal. So, so, so shout out to him. There was someone else in our league who did something similar to that, but uh, we'll get to that in yep. a second. So, and he, Larry, he was ahead. high on my radar. Uh, I took, he was on my queue and then he went one pick before me and I ended up having to take James Robinson. He was going to be my pick there. So I would have been way more happier with uh, Pierce, but whatever, James Robinson, we'll see what he still got left in the tank. But yeah, I was a little salty about that one, but. Good, good pick by Tyler Radar there for sure. So let's jump into worst pick. You might be able to uh, go ahead and agree with me on this, Josh. I don't know if you got another one, but I think this is by far and away the uh, worst pick for sure. Um, and it has to go with our previous champion, last year's champion, old B Ross over here, taking special player or special teams player of the year, uh, Antonio Gibson in round four. So not a great pick. The reason being, uh, I don't think he. B. Ross, I'm calling you out, man. I don't know if you did your homework this year, man, because all signs are pointing to him not being the starter anymore. And uh, Brian Robinson or J.D. McKissick, one of those two guys, are probably going to end up taking over that role. I mean, Antonio Gibson, I watched him play against the Chiefs. He was playing into the third and fourth quarter last uh, in that preseason game, which is not a good sign, especially if you're you know going to be a starter for that team. So taking him in the fourth round with all the news that's been breaking, yeah, he is a name, but this is where uh, you kind of differentiate or um, you are able to separate yourself, excuse me, from people that aren't paying attention. You just hear a name and uh, not so much uh, paying attention to what's actually going on in current NFL. If he would have been doing that, he would have known that Antonio Gibson wasn't the right pick in that round. So that's my reasoning for that. Sorry, B. Ross. I think you made a big mess up. Slip up right there for sure on that pick. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And I and again, you could tell because the moment he took him, it was like just shockwaves through the draft room. Everyone's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" It was like whenever uh, we told, I announced it before the draft party that Jerick McKinnon had tore his ACL, and then moments later, with like the first overall pick, Dylan takes Jerick McKinnon, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, just shockwaves through the through the draft room. So um, I'm with you, man. I think it has to be one of the worst picks. Uh, and it, like we kind of talked about it too, like Antonio Gibson is now kind of falling in the, to the eighth round. Um, and, but he did make up for it. But I also want to say another one of the worst picks, um, in my opinion, is also another Washington player. We had already talked about it, but, um, Donnie took Terry McLaurin in the fourth round. And just to touch on what we, you know, touch on, you get, you know, two seventh round guys are, have the same exact caliber as this guy. And I think people are just, uh, they're spending way too much. And then with Jahan Dotson also there now, like you're pulling away those touches from Terry, Scary Terry as well. So anyway, just uh, I think Gibson was the worst, but I think McLaurin's uh, close. Yeah, second. agreed. And I think Donnie knew uh, he was going to get a little backlash after he made that pick too and stuff. So can't always fall in love with the name. Sometimes you just got to see, check the stats, see where things are. And uh, yeah, he's a big name and he's their number one guy, but the stats don't lie for sure on that part of it. So, um, okay. So, talked about some individual picks let's jump into overall drafts um we're going to talk about our what we think was the best overall draft and the worst overall draft as well so i'll jump in best overall draft uh and you can't pick yourself because obviously everyone always thinks they draft really well so i'm going to go ahead and give my nod to uh, i already talked about him as having the best pick in the draft but it's all newcomer mr bomber over here as well i really liked what he did not that he didn't have a ton of help because he had the number one overall pick and then two second round picks on top of that kind of hard to miss when you've got that many early picks but ended up with taking jonathan taylor number one overall you can't you gotta love that pick um followed it up you got cd lamb with his first of the two second round picks and then went ahead and on the swing coming back got mark andrews and josh allen so you're looking right here, potentially number one running back, potentially number one tight end, potentially number one quarterback out of your first three picks. Uh, I'm sorry, three out of your first four picks. You've got potentially number one players at those positions. I don't think you can really uh, uh, hate on that. I think that's a phenomenal way to start out your draft. On top of that, um, you know, he took Dubs, which I already called in round 12. He's got Waddle and Johnson um, as well to kind of get him through. But then I really liked he ended up picking up DeAndre Hopkins uh, later on uh, so that he can stash him. If D Hops can be anything like he uh, was in the past, you're talking about having a combination of CD Lamb and old D Hop to really round out that. The only problem he's got, a little bit of a problem with RB2, but I think he's got such high uh, potential at those other positions. I think it'll make up for that. And that's why I liked his no, overall, his, I think he had the best draft. Yeah, and I think it was going to be hard to beat that um, with the way he was set up coming into it. Um, the only disadvantage that he had is that he didn't have a keeper, but he made up for that tremendously with that additional second-round mm-hmm. pick. So, um, yeah, I know I heard some people in the draft room kind of dogging him after he got about halfway through his draft, but, I mean, he I think he did well. Yeah, those first, uh, first five, six, seven, eight rounds, he really knocked it out of the park. But – the draft or the uh, championships are not won in the draft. Only the foundations are built in the draft. So we'll see, uh, we'll see. We'll see what he can do. So um, I'm with you though, man. I that, I agree on that. The best. It's probably the best for me. It was hard to, uh, I couldn't really come up with anyone mm-hmm. else that I could think of that had a 
better draft than that just because of the picks that yep. he had and the, the way he was able to set himself up there. So, but I will lead off with my worst, uh, who I think is the worst. And uh, even though our app that we have said that Larry was the worst draft, uh, I have to say that it is, it's going to be my beloved cousin, Nick. Um, so looking at it here, like he goes Kelsey Cup Herbert, and then he pretty much just falls to pieces after that. Like uh, he's, I mean, you're looking at uh, Flash Patterson, Michael Carter, Josh Jacobs as his running backs, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, these are dudes that are all kind of like it seems like they're battling for a spot right now or battling to not get their position taken away or uh, battling to – or it's going to be a uh, – you know, with Flash, it's like Tyler Algier is potentially gunning for his spot. Um, Josh Jacobs, he says that he's getting snaps taken away from him. Uh, Michael Carter, it's the Jets. Who knows what's going to happen with that guy? They said that he's – Probably going to be the number one, but they don't know yet. Um, and then Kenny Kenneth Gainwell is his other, other running back. So, I mean, you're looking at a pretty shaky backfield there um, to set up. But other than that, I mean, he's got Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, fine. Cooper Cup, amazing. Um, but Godwin there uh, is, he's, uh, you know, he's he's battling back from an injury right now. And, you know, they're kind of slow. They're trying to get him back by week one, but um, it's just they're saying that, you know, Obviously, they're not going to try to rush him back. So um, I do think that because of Nick's running back situation, uh, I think that he's kind of going into the going into the draft with a lot of uh, a lot of question marks there uh, with his team uh, in that in that particular position. Yeah, I think uh, Nick was a little too focused on messing with me uh, in the stickers while I was putting him on and not paying attention too much on how the draft was falling and stuff. So, uh, I can't argue with that. And, um, I, I, well, he, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think he's pretty darn close to one of the bottom teams in regards to overall draft. I mean, there's a lot of reaches, you know, Josh Jacobs, Godwin's battling an injury. I mean, I, you kind of hit the nail on the head with a lot of those things. Um, you know, so, I can't. I, I mean, it's it's not a great one, you know. Having Irv Smith be your starting tight end, sorry, Josh, <laughs> that's that's not a great pick in my opinion, you know, because we haven't seen him. He hasn't played, man. So there's just a lot to not like. I mean, um, I he did get Kelsey, so I, maybe that'll help out for sure, but not a good backup there. I take that back a little bit. But uh, I mean, you're talking about number two, your number two starting running back is Cordell Patterson. Not my, not a huge fan of it. That's kind of gross. So, um. One other one I got to throw out there too, because I want to throw out, and it's right next to old Ford. It's kind of weird. The uh, two guys, champions from last year, uh, ended up being the uh, two worst drafts in the uh, following year, at least in our opinions and stuff. But I've got to give. They love being at the back of the draft. They love being at the back of the draft. uh, uh, Pressure them too much, and they didn't know what to do. Too busy walking around, acting all high and mighty from last year. I guess that's right. That's all right. That's what our league does. It knocks at people. It humbles them. Knocks him down a peg or two here or there. Uh, but, yeah, I've got to give it to B-Ross. Not only uh, he didn't have a third-round pick, uh, which I think really hurt his draft on top of that, which ultimately led to him winning a championship. So I, I get it. I, I'm sure for him last year it was worth it. But going into this year, that definitely hurt it. And then following it up by not having a third-round pick, you go and take Antonio Gibson, which we already alluded to, was a huge, huge reach. Not a big fan, um, especially with you already being down one of uh, those top three or four picks for sure. So um, overall, not a huge fan. I mean, yes, he did start off. He kept Devontae Adams, which is great. But uh, what 
really upset me is he should have kept Amon Ra St. Brown, and that's why I have a big problem with that. The reason being is he could have got Amon Ra. Thankfully for me, I got him on my team, so thank you, B-Ross, for not keeping him. But you could have got him at 10th round and then still probably would have had a chance to still draft Devontae Adams or a really high-caliber receiver at the you know that swing pick in round one. So on top of that, not having a third-round pick and then taking Antonio Gibson in round four, uh, absolutely not a huge fan of that. Miles Sanders having all kinds of rumors that uh, Eagles are looking to try to go out and get a running back. So that's probably going to be more competition um, for him as well. Amari Cooper, sorry, we don't even know who's going to really be throwing him the ball. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Jacoby Brissett. I know you you like him, Josh, a little bit, but I, I don't know how Amari's going to look. Uh, so there's just not a lot to like on that for sure. So so we'll see what happens. I don't know. Mike Gusecki's on the training block. I heard the Packers are, are really trying to maybe go make a push for him, which is going to hurt Robert Tanyan, who's on B. Ross's team. And uh, I mean, he did get George Pickens, so I will. I do like that, and I do want to mention. I do think he had the steal of the draft. So yeah, while I do think he had the worst overall, I think he's got a glimmer of hope to maybe rebound, and that's because he rebounded from that Antonio Gibson, probably because we made so much fun of him for that pick. But he came back in round thirteen and got Brian Robinson, who I think is going to be their number one running back. Um, and he's a big bruiser back and to score a lot of touchdowns, I think, for them. Um, they're uh, obviously back QB play, I think, it's going to happen with Carson Wentz. So I think they're going to lean heavily on the run. So I think him getting him in round 13 is an absolute steal for sure. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah, and I think the only reason he knew that is, like you said, because we had mentioned it. And it's kind of on us because we should have maybe not said yeah. anything or at least someone else should have like had the wherewithal to be like, all right, well, I need to take – this guy, um, so that he doesn't get him, even though we gave him all this crap for it. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, you can't argue with it. I think he had to steal the draft. For yeah, sure. look, you're lucky, B. Ross, or you're, or you're welcome. I guess is uh, we'll just leave it at that. So thankfully, you've got two great, uh, you know, members of the Liddy Fantasy Football League that pay attention and have a podcast that can kind of mentor you whenever you make fault mess ups. You know, you get hands on teaching from the masters over here. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, I do want to say, what it, what do you think, uh, like, you know, stats and drafting aside, um, draft weekend is just basically for the boys to get together and have a good time. So what do you think uh, was your most memorable uh, uh, thing from the draft? Uh, that that pool pork uh, was pretty tasty, I'm not going to lie. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It did turn out pretty well. So, but uh, uh, no, no, all, all joking aside, well, my most memorable – thing was a, a joke and it has to go with a prank that i was able to pull on uh my old rival who's going to be coming up old nicholas ford so josh was gracious enough to uh give us a uh, nice little announcement he does awards ceremony before the actual draft and it was a big deal because he was uh we had individuals just a little backstory uh make little videos to uh kind of announce and smack talk and kind of get the juices flowing for each rival uh, game that's going to be happening happening this year and thankfully uh josh uh was able to accommodate me on my request i got to smack talk nick and what ended up happening is it was originally was called the screwdriver bowl and when that happened i brought out two drinks they were obviously a screwdriver which what you guys know is or if you don't know it's orange juice and vodka and toasting and we drink you know to a to a, you know brand new rivalry and you know all good things there but what nick didn't know is when i actually gave him his drink and we toasted and we chugged these bad boys down is 
his drink actually did not contain a screwdriver. It contains water with ice and a whole packet of the Kraft mac and cheese cheese powder that I had stirred, <laughs> stirred up. I had heated it up because I couldn't get it to mix in. Heated it up really, really well. Got it all nice and mixed in. Dumped it on some ice. And he drank about half of it before he realized it. So I was a little shocked there for a sec. But uh, all good funds uh, uh, on that part of it. He, uh, he obviously did not enjoy that once the taste actually hit his tongue. And he stopped trying to chug the entire thing in about two seconds. Um, and now for, from that, uh, we got an additional slideshow that showed... Actually, psych. This is now the big cheese bowl. So that was kind of a my my fun little memorable moment. I got to prank my rival. So that was that was a good time for me. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was uh, it. Was I got kind of worried as well because he was chugging it down, and then I was like, "Dude, is he gonna chug this whole thing?" And I just have no idea. And then uh, I started seeing all the yellow like start draining out of his mouth. I was like, "Oh, he found it. He yep. found it." Um, yeah, man, that was a good time. I think, and you know, piggybacking off of that, I think other than Ryan Rost like switching up his uh, keeper at the last minute, mm -hmm. and then it was like uh, he, we thought he was keeping Jamar Chase in like the first round. He switched it up and kept Debo in like the fifth. Uh, it was the fifth, fifth, yeah, round. in the fifth round, and and uh, completely shook up like the entire first round of the draft because uh, we all been doing mocks like all Friday night. And last week leading up to it, and uh, with Jamar Chase in place, and then last minute it was like Devontae Adams was the keeper uh, in the first round instead of Amon Ra, and then Jamar Chase was no longer in the first, and it was Debo. So uh, I was able to get Dalvin Cook in the middle of the round because because of that, because the guy before me is a big Bengals fan, <laughs> uh, and like he's also my rival, uh, which I did I iced him, uh, you know, as introduction. To us being rivals, which was great. Um, I will say that my favorite thing of the draft was the the videos because I think it kind of I surprise try to surprise everybody. It was like, hey man, message everyone individually. Like, hey man, your rival is this. I need you to make me a video. Uh, so whenever we were doing the uh, the presentations uh, and all the videos came out, I think everyone thought that was a good time. So I will say that Phil had the best video. It was the uh, uh, it's kind of inappropriate. We won't uh, repeat that on here. <laughs> We won't repeat it, but it was uh, it was the most hilarious of all. So, um, but I think everyone did a good job. Everyone really got into the spirit of, the, of things, and uh, yeah, everyone had a good time. That's all you can really ask for uh, for draft weekend. So, um, Larry, that's all I got. Unless you got anything? No, buddy. man, I'm I'm all good over here. I mean, I want to thank everybody who did show up, and even the guys that didn't for participating with Josh, and even being able to send a video, even if you couldn't attend. That really helped uh, solidify. That establishment of the rival week, which was a big part of the addition to growing our league even further. So that was a big deal, us being able to do that. Josh still and I still have a little bit of work just to double check the schedule before the actual season starts up, making sure because uh, rival week is going to be week eight and making sure nobody's like playing someone three times or whatever and adjusting that as needed. But uh, overall, all good things. I think everyone that showed up had a good time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better weekend. It's got me ready to go. Now I'm ready to go for, um, for, <clears throat> excuse me, for a football season. Like now the drafts are done. I'm done drafting. This was my final draft. Mm -hmm. And so I've got nothing else left to do. 
uh, except for wait for football to get here and let us to finally uh, be able to get out there and and uh, start kicking some teams' butts and show everybody that that terrible ranking system that used that showed me 12th was completely wrong. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> so anyways, guys, uh hope you guys uh, have a good draft if you haven't done it already. And uh, enjoy your guys' time, and just like we were able to do this past weekend. And uh, catch us on our next uh, podcast, which will be next week. Um, we'll probably jump back in, Josh and I, will, and it'll be a little bit of a surprise for you guys. But uh, we'll let you guys know um, what, what's going on, getting back to some breakdowns probably of some of those divisions and stuff. But anyways, we love you guys. You always can c- catch us at Two Pine Conversion, which is on Twitter, and then check us out on all our audio platforms. I uh, love seeing you guys giving us the ratings, the downloads. We check all that stuff. So absolutely love all the support you guys are showing us. So you guys take care. We love you all and see you next week. Peace. Peace.